Welcome everyone to the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, a Prairie Proud Wrestling Podcast covering everything from Winnipeg to worldwide. My name is Blair Pacheco. Hope you're doing well. Hope this uh, weekend, weekday, whenever you might be listening to this is uh, treating you well. Things are going as good as can be here, getting ready to uh, dive into some Subway and some cookies and uh, just uh, get this podcast going. So this week on the podcast, I was joined by Cat Power. Cat uh, wrestles predominantly out in BC, but she has quite the uh, quite the history. She's wrestled for Shimmer. She wrestled out in Japan doing four trips. You're going to hear all about that on this uh, this episode. We talk about her her start in wrestling and training, and we have a lot of fun. Like I was howling throughout this uh, throughout this episode talking to her, and it was a very fun chat. And I think you'll really enjoy it. So, without further ado, on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Cat Power. Now, you grew up out east, correct? I did, yeah. What was growing up like for you? Um, it's really funny because, like, I didn't realize uh, how, like, small of a place I lived in until I moved away from there. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, I guess, I don't know, like, when you're a kid, like, you don't really have a schema or, like, a gauge on things. Things, mm-hmm. right so you're just like oh this is how big the world is and mm-hmm. then it's it's really funny because like I look I look at it now and like uh still to this day tease my mom about this but about 10 or 15 years ago I want to say it was front page news that they were getting Home Depot <laughs> <laughs> so like that yeah <laughs> you know like yeah that that's big news huge huge (laughs) like the only other thing that trumps that is like or sorry yeah um the only other (laughs) thing that like beats that is like if Sidney crosby like opened the mail like that's about the only other like major breaking story that (laughs) (laughs) um yeah like very chill but like it was cool because like random stuff like random concerts would come sometimes and it was always like such a big deal because like we mm-hmm. weren't ever on the stock yeah. <laughs> the burgeoning metropolis of sydney nova scotia <laughs> um, but um like i remember when you're like celine dion came when i was like 10 i think okay. uh and my mom and i went it's like the hugest <laughs> deal like i got like my mom and i went shopping i got a new outfit oh perfect <laughs> it was, was ridiculous was that like titanic celine dion no this no, is pre-titanic okay. celine dion even okay. like yeah i'm real old dude um, I'm, yeah, no, i think this i'm was older like... so it's okay <laughs> i bet you're not it was my birthday yesterday actually so happy um, I, I did wish you a birthday on happy birthday did. on instagram but happy birthday <laughs> on the podcast yeah thank you um yeah no this was she had done a song for um michelle pfeiffer had done a movie with it wasn't like michael douglas but it was like someone like a michael douglas okay. uh, and i believe it was called up close and personal okay uh and celine had done the song from that and like that was like the big 
whatever and it was yeah. on the radio so she was still small time enough to come to sydney oh, there <laughs> so, you go <laughs> It's like it was the cross Canada tour, and it's like we're stopping in every capital city or major every. city. Yeah. There will not be any city miss. <laughs> you know, that Peterborough concert was just off the rails. So. Oh, I bet you Scarborough was just as bad. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> now, I mean, growing up in Sydney, uh, were you a wrestling fan growing up, or did that come later on? I uh was three years old the first time i watched professional wrestling okay um this i tell this this is really funny when i tell this story i've told this story so so much but it's like i never get tired of it because it's my brother and i mean and he's still in nova scotia too so um but yeah my brother is basically to blame okay uh uh, i uh my brother is five years older than i am Mm-hmm. uh and he watched wrestling so i had to be cool like my older brother so i watched wrestling um but uh so he uh it was a saturday night and i was three like i said so i had to go to bed at like 8 p.m mm-hmm. um but my brother needed someone to watch saturday night's main event with because the main was Hulk Hogan and Bossman in a steel cage match. Yes. And it was like the terrible, like blue cage that looked like it would just hurt like a bitch so bad. Mm-hmm. Like I would never want to <laughs> ever do a cage match in one of those. Um, so, and like, of course, like, you know, he's eight, like what friends is he going to call and be like, yo. <laughs> um, and this is in the eighties though. Uh, but yeah, so he he snuck upstairs and like like because our family room was only uh, one TV <laughs> in the family room. Uh, so yeah, he like snuck me past my parents in the living room and like we watched uh, we watched Saturday Night Main Event and then yeah, I legit I like never stopped. <laughs> really funny because my brother grew out of it. I never did. You just stuck with it. Yeah, you give me uh- that dopamine. <laughs> So from that point, you're hooked, you're a fan. And like, did you ever check out with a fandom or you just stayed true throughout? Uh, no, like I think because it was so, because like if I stuck with it through like, like no, no shame on these guys or anything, but like through like the era of like the TL Hoppers and the goons of the yeah. world, uh, I think like once the Attitude Era hit, because like too, like I was 13 during the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. So of course, like I'm just like this is wild, like this is the coolest thing ever. Like I remember, um, yeah, like just thinking it was the best. Like it was just so wicked, and it always kind of like it always kind of stayed like mm-hmm. relevant at least in like growing up, not yeah. so much, <laughs> but like growing up, yeah, it was always. Yeah, I was hooked. <laughs> like, looking back at the Attitude Era, it blows my mind the stuff that we could get away with in school, like flipping people off and giving crotch chops and stuff. And it's like, how no, is that acceptable? Oh. <laughs> they wouldn't let us get away with it. My buddies used to, like, my buddies just get, like, threatened with suspension and stuff. And, like, there was, whole, yeah, <laughs> that was really funny. But it was, because, again, like, it was very small time like small timey whatever mm-hmm. it's very like madonna was 
controversial, you know, <laughs> like not as controversial, but I mean, this was like, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, we got busted a bunch. <laughs> I still look back at the thought that like I was able to wear the DX suck it t-shirt and like that was okay as like a 16 year old kid like how wicked so <laughs> cool no it's cool they're just expressing themselves yeah <laughs> fine wearing Austin 316 and there was a, a very religious girl in the class and she was like what does that mean and I'm like trying to explain it and like not offend <laughs> anyone <laughs> So basically, when you're in a fight, <laughs> you know how the Lord says, turn the other cheek? This gentleman says, flip the other bird. Yeah. That was the best way that I could explain it. So. <laughs> the, the softest blow possible. Yeah. When did you think that you actually wanted to get into wrestling? uh I was 17 well I kind of like I was like oh I kind of always knew but I never when you're a kid you're like oh mm -hmm. I'm gonna be a wrestler but like then two hours later I was gonna be an astronaut or a ballerina <laughs> or you know like yeah. I never never settled on one thing at the end of the day mm -hmm. um but yeah so I think when I was like no like this is absolutely like for sure something I want to do uh I was 17 mm -hmm. Uh, and my best friend in high school and I both went to Toronto for WrestleMania 18. Okay. Yeah, that was, uh, Rock Hogan. Mm -hmm. Um, pretty sweet to be there. No kidding. Uh, yeah, it was intense, man. Like it was, I don't, I, I've never been in like that amount of humanity before mm -hmm. with like the same kind of vibe you know what I mean like yeah. everyone's in it for the same reason and we're just like oh my god everyone's stoked and like you know it was just interesting that like 70,000 people like shared this excitement of it, yeah. you know like it was very cool um so I had gone to fan access which is their like fan festival thing they have like displays and yeah um like autograph boots and shit and i had actually met uh the love of my life edge <laughs> um i met him when i was 17 i was such a dork like i think the picture is still at my mom's place because it was like it was a charity thing so it was like ten dollars you pay ten dollars um and you have polaroid mm -hmm. so i yeah so i went down uh and got my picture taken and <laughs> guarantee i can see it in my head but like maybe it's like way bigger than it actually is but like there's like i had bought him chocolate chip cookies because i'm such a mark i mean i read <laughs> in an interview I'm like, he likes chocolate chip cookies well he's gonna remember me and i yeah, yeah like he probably immediately threw away um <laughs> i give him these gave him these cookies and then they're like okay ready and then i was like yeah <laughs> It was so bad. I just remember him like he's got his arm around me and he's like holding these cookies and then I'm just like just starstruck. Dude. <laughs> oh my god. Um yeah, so it was just like when I came back, I was just No, yeah, I remember telling my mom we were sitting at the dinner table. And my mom didn't even like I was like so if I didn't go to college uh, got a counter offer for you though 
Uh, I was like, yeah, I want to go to wrestling school. And she's like, nah. <laughs> um, but I think like once I explained that it's not, you know, like it's safe and they're reputable and, yeah. and you know, like I'm not going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then she was like, she's, it's rad. It's really funny. Cause I, I send her pictures because I, <laughs> Cause I can't just tell her to look on Instagram. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I have to send her like mail, like snail, <laughs> hard copies, pictures from like shows and stuff. Yeah. And like, I've done this a couple of times. And then the last time I was talking to her, I was like, Oh, did you get the, you know, the pictures I sent? And she's like, yeah. <laughs> what? Like, well, can you send me some with your, tongue in your mouth (laughs) (laughs) it's funnier this way (laughs) and she doesn't like that That, that's fair you know (laughs) that's a that's a very mom thing though 100 percent yeah it is very adorable that you have to snail mail her picture still so it is it's like every time i send them to i'm just like i go to i go to shoppers drug mart at the little post office and i like i just send it off and i'm just like mm. <laughs> <It'll be free." laughs> oh okay now which uh sorry what school did you decide that you were like hey this is where i'm going to start my wrestling journey um so a couple of friends of mine that uh I knew kind of like in the um wrestling community back mm-hmm. home uh they were very very big fans of Impact uh but that was when they were doing like the weekly pay-per-views like the Wednesday nights yeah um the like $10 pay-per-views or whatever they were like yeah. super into it and we didn't have like I didn't have um like we had cable but like we couldn't get like pay-per-views or whatever so like I would never saw them um, but they knew about a uh, gentleman by the name of Scott Demore, mm-hmm. uh, Scotty Diz, <laughs> Scotty Dizzle, um, and yeah, Scott had uh, Scott had a wrestling school in Windsor. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can Am Wrestling School is still there, um, and yeah, I actually this Scott loves this story too because he mercilessly makes fun of me for it. Um, and I feel like I just owe him the, <laughs> the gratitude of, of training me to continue the embarrassment of telling uh, this story. So I actually got his phone number. I can't remember how, because this is, this is like pre-Google, pre-like whatever. But I actually somehow got Scott's like personal number. Mm-hmm. And I called him. I like worked up the balls to call him. Uh, and he actually picked up, like he answered, couldn't believe it. Uh, so then like my mom, I was in my bedroom and then my mom like came around the corner and she's like, is that him? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, give me the phone. <laughs> and I was like, no, like, <laughs> I was like Fuck. so I give, I literally, I give this, uh, this poor man to my mother to like, like I'm talking like concrete room one light interrogate this man for like 45 minutes and to the point of like I was almost crying because I could see my dream just burning away <laughs> I was like this man is 
never going to train me. He's never going to let me. He's going to see me and be like, no. <laughs> if I had to no. deal with your mom once, I'm not doing it again. No, yeah. I'm not dealing <laughs> with you, period. <laughs> um, so, but like, the whole the joke, the running joke with Scott and I is because my mom, again, like, because my mom grew up in Cape Breton the whole life. Like, mm-hmm. it's very small. <laughs> and like she doesn't understand wrestling only like only from what I tell her or what you know what I mean like mm-hmm. different things like different stories and stuff but she has no like real frame of reference so um she was like well you know at the end of this is she gonna get a certificate <laughs> like as if like paper credentials are the mark of good wrestler. <laughs> so like so every time i see demore every time i see him he's like oh my god don't tell your mom i haven't printed your security yet <laughs> like i've done four, four tours of japan and like this like and then the running joke is still like i'm not actually a professional wrestler because i never got my certificate <laughs> you gotta have that proof or else it what does I it mean, even mean i have two other certificates so like you know <laughs> Where I need, I need the credential, really. Uh, I'm surprised that you didn't get one just like as a joke from him, just to be like, here you go. I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm still waiting for the day. He keeps threatening to do it. And I'm just like, I think he just keeps forgetting until he sees me again. And he's like, oh shit. <laughs> what do you remember most about uh, when you went to training? Um... How how scared I was, yeah. <laughs> truthfully, like, um, but also like, be, I would just go, like, I would make myself go, um, because I wanted to do it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I wanted to get better, and I wanted to like learn how to do it. Um, I remember I saw an interview with Kurt Angle one time, and he was talking. He wasn't talking about like pro wrestling training. He was talking about, um like when he would train like when he was amateur training it might I assume he was talking about like training for the Olympics and stuff mm-hmm. and he said like I never enjoyed one minute of training mm-hmm. but I look forward to it because I knew I would get better yeah and I was kind of like yeah like I, I don't mean like I I hated it you know like I mean obviously like that kind of training is way more you know like you're training for the olympics not you know to beat up your friends on the weekend yeah um uh yeah like it was very uh i think it was just very intimidating for me at the time Mm -hmm. and uh scott is a very intimidating man until you get to know him and then he's rad Mm -hmm. but when he's your trainer like he treats you like you know you're his trainee yeah and if he's if he's putting like if you're gonna go out there and tell people that Scott Demore trained you, then you need to look like Scott Demore trained you. Yeah, he's not gonna you attach know? his name to a person and send them out there, and they have no idea what they're doing because it's a reflection of himself. Yeah, or even like and like not even just in ring too though, because like the thing I love about Scott School and like what like we kind of try to do with you know Lionsgate Dojo here is like. It's important to know, like, like, there's etiquette to this, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's a certain etiquette 
you know, coming into wrestling and stuff. And it's just, it's really important that like people know that too. And I think like one of the things, like one of the big takeaways from, um, from Scott school is like, I learned how to, um, sort of like work within pro wrestling. Like, I don't mean like be a pro wrestler, but like, you know, kind of, um, you know, know like the levels of like the levels of respect and then like how how a show works or like how, you know, like just all the intricate stuff of Mm -hmm. pro wrestling that like you might not necessarily get at every school. So I feel like fortunate at, you know, plus like, I mean, Scott's been a promoter forever, but he has TV experience too. So like there's that aspect too. It's just like kind of all encompassing there's so much that gets that's involved with wrestling that goes beyond just you know training and learning how to wrestle that I think people don't always think about so having that sort of getting that experience from him just it increases like your knowledge we'll say you know of just what to expect going forward yeah definitely definitely because I wasn't um shell-shocked or anything by how shows run or like Mm -hmm. my involvement in a show or you know like expectations and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. okay it was like having the experience was new but i at least had like the the previous of you know scott telling us like okay this is how this is going to be or like this and you know Mm -hmm. this is what to do when this happens and blah 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 you know Yeah. yeah it's nice to start your like wrestling career, you wrestled predominantly out in Ontario, you know, doing some of the tours there. And then yeah. you got involved with Shimmer. Yeah. How, yeah. Did, how did that come about? Um, um, so there was, uh, there was a couple of us. There was, uh, myself, um, Dania from Toronto, uh, Jennifer Blake, uh, from like London area. Um, and then, Holly, who uh, of Impact fame, uh, Rosemary mm-hmm. on Impact, uh, and then uh, the Bunny, Gary Bomb. Um, so we all kind of started ish around the same, like around mm-hmm. on the same times. Um, and I forget who kind of made the initial. I think it might have been Danya made like the initial contact with uh, with Prazak, and then. <clears throat> Um, he offered like, well, you know, if you guys get a car together, like we can bring a couple of you down and, you know, we can kind of see like whatever. So we ended up, um, filed in a car and went down, um, drove to Chicago. And then, uh, I think it was, I think that was, I think it was winter, uh, and a couple flights got canceled. So like a few people weren't going to make it. So mm-hmm. some spots opened up <laughs> uh, and we were kind of lucky enough to, um, to get on the show and um, kind of keep getting booked. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was such a great experience. Like it was just very cool to be in a locker room, but like be in a locker room with all females and like yeah. everything is cool. And it's like, yeah, it was a great, uh, it was such a great experience. Mm-hmm. I like, it, that's one of the things that, you know, I kind of like anytime I will go online and find torrents and stuff and there's shimmer matches on there. I always grab those because 
it's almost like it was a starting point for so many of the incredible wrestlers today that you can go back and see them and just how far they've come and just the overall vibe is yeah. I think it really stands out. Yeah, totally. I like I uh I know you're supposed to kind of look back and see like where you've come from and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I think I'm those there. <laughs> <laughs> I've not, I've like I've I've rewatched like some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but uh I think like it's really funny because I almost think about like not even like in like a wrestling context, but like that's such a different person now too. So I'm like that was like 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, um, yeah. It might maybe, I don't know, maybe on my next birthday. I'll take a look. I'll be like, oh. <laughs> and I mean <laughs> It's one of those things where, you know, you look back at how I won't repeat the number, but, you know, those years <laughs> and you would hope that you would grow and not be the same person that you were then, you know, because you are learning and you're totally. continuing to develop. Yeah. Yeah. You would hope. Fingers <laughs> crossed. People <laughs> <laughs> Some people are just content staying at that, you know, so. Power to them. Yeah. Uh, from like you wrestled in shimmer and then you eventually made the move to BC. What, what was it that made you want to up and go? I mean, basically from one side of the country to the complete opposite side. Uh, like truthfully, I have absolutely no answer for that. (laughs) It's (laughs) funny. I like, um, yeah, I was still like, I was living in Windsor. I wasn't, uh, I wasn't really wrestling. Like I just didn't have like the, um the interest or like the the passion for it at that point and like I had gone to school but it wasn't what I wanted to be doing and mm-hmm. um I was just like oh, I don't know like I don't know what I want to do I'm trying to figure this out and then it was literally like well let's see what Vancouver has <laughs> and then I just like decided to move and like um yeah it was funny because I we just recently um we had a seminar at the Lionsgate Dojo and like we we're all kind of going around like talking about you know ourselves and stuff and like asked me I'm like oh I'm cat you know I've been wrestling for da, da, da. like I moved here about 10 years ago and I was like holy shit <laughs> like it was crazy to think that it's been 10 years since I moved here but it's mm-hmm. like yeah but yeah short answer I have no answer <laughs> yeah it was just one of those things like hey let's see what BC was- has to offer Kind of like there was this girl that I used to work with at, um, at Starbucks when I first moved here. And like, she asked me the same question. I was like, I have no idea. Like, I really don't have, like, I don't have an answer. And she was like, eh, you're moved by the Holy spirit, babe. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I like, sure. Yeah. Just run with that one. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. I'll take this better answer. Than mine. <laughs> you, you had mentioned four trips to Japan. Yeah. Now, I think your first one was like mid 2010 ish, like not 10 ish, but like those that between 2010 and 20, we'll say, I think 15, 16 was the yeah. first one. Yeah. Now, how does something like that come to be for you? Like, was that ever on your radar thinking that, Hey, I'm going to go to Japan and wrestle. Uh, it was definitely, it was something that I had wanted to do mm-hmm. for sure. Um, Cause we had like, um, Scott had a really good working relationship, uh, with a couple of promotions in Japan, like while we were training there. So, um, we had like a couple of exchanges, mm-hmm. uh, happen. I, 
never got to because <laughs> it was male promotions. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, the kind of cool thing was like we would have guys come over too. So like Kushida trained at our place uh, for a really long time um akira raijin uh he wrestles now in all japan as sushi okay. <laughs> but he was uh kiyoshi in tna um yeah um yeah we had a lot like it was cool to like have that exposure and stuff but like mm -hmm. uh, like i wanted it but it was like that time it was like oh you're a girl <laughs> so i never got the yeah like i just never got the opportunity mm -hmm. um and then later, uh, I was living here, I was living in BC and I got an email from, um, Johnny Devine that, um, Harry Smith was helping, um, book girls over in, uh, for a company over there. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I got in contact with Harry and sent him my stuff and then, yeah. And I was there, um, yeah, it was four times. It was so, it was so much fun. <laughs> I miss it a lot. <laughs> I mean, I I was reading your cage match history and seeing some of the people <laughs> that you faced off with. And I'm like, holy shit, she wrestled Hikaru Shida. She wrestled Suri. She wrestled uh, uh, Momo Watanabe. And I'm like, this is incredible. I mean, it, it was a few years back, but it's still something to be incredibly proud of, you know? It was really fun. And I actually, um, I also got to be in Kana's faction uh so i yeah yeah so just before she was signed to wwe and went to, went on to be the greatest of all like things i love her i could watch her like read the phone book mm -hmm. <laughs> you know like i just find her so like entertaining like she just has that you know like she that has essence. The, yeah that aura to her yeah but like just the most beautiful human being too like mm -hmm. i remember we were because it was she it was kind of ironic because I have I don't I don't have like a phobia of clowns I just don't like um but her uh her faction was clowns <laughs> uh so then they're like oh yeah like you're you're with us like you're gonna be in our group I'm like cool uh so we were at a show one time and she asked me if I would mind like painting my face because everyone in the group paints their face and I was mm -hmm. like yeah that's cool like do you want me to do it like a clown like she's like I don't know just whatever like be, be a team player yeah. <laughs> um so I was like oh cool uh and I like she let me borrow some of hers like because I just had like makeup makeup yeah uh and then I saw her later on like at the training gym and I asked her like where she bought it because like, oh I'm gonna go buy my own you know like mm -hmm do like whatever and she's like no no no. she's like don't spend money she's like i have it all i have it all like don't spend your money like don't you know worry about it and like just anything that you needed like she was always very um yeah she was like very open and like very warm person mm -hmm. like i just such a good experience um with her and like shitty same thing like incredible trainer like mm -hmm. absolutely incredible wrestling trainer um and yeah I, I wrestled her a couple of times and it was always like uh I think it helped me like realize like oh, okay like I I can like kind of wrestle at this level or yeah. I can like participate in that level like I always, I never thought of myself as you know being able to like 
have a title match and you know what I mean like then um yeah and then we like I dropped the belt and then took it back or whatever and it was just yeah it was very cool like it was a really cool um yeah it was a really cool time <laughs> what was it like I mean you wrestled across Canada and then you're wrestling in front of the Japanese fans what was that experience like it was really it was cool because we would watch it like we would watch like Noah and um New Japan and stuff uh yeah. like at, at just hanging out at our buddy's place or whatever so like again like it wasn't such a culture shock to get there and have it be quiet mm-hmm. you know and and it's not like they're not quiet like all the time you know what I mean like people have this like misconception of like it's just silent and then oh and, like it is for the most part but like it, it's the same it's the same as like an American audience or like an North American audience like if, mm-hmm. you know if you're doing something crazy like they're gonna go nuts like they're they want to be entertained um but I think uh I think I liked it because it made you kind of think outside not outside the box but like it made you think like oh, okay like what am I gonna do now to get that like oh like because mm-hmm. it has to be impressive mm-hmm. and I think um that was another thing that like kind of helped me out of my comfort zone a little bit was like the different it's a very different like reaction yeah and the expectation is a little bit different you know so I think yeah I think it was uh like a combined effort of like the people I was working with but also yeah like the the crowd reaction is like you gotta work differently Mm -hmm. to know yeah yeah it's uh you you really are you're challenging yourself to get that reaction and i mean you mentioned like the i think anyone who tuned into like you know say new japan as soon as like the pandemic hit and you're seeing like the quiet crowds and everything and it's like it's completely different than what it was like before that so it's almost it's it's a it's a weird dynamic yeah definitely and i think too like it's like they're so into it sometimes that it's that they're not making noise. Like it's not like a, uh, well, nobody likes Toronto. It's not like a Toronto crowd where they're like, <laughs> "I dare you to entertain me." Like, I'm sorry, Toronto, you suck. <laughs> we're gonna get so much heat from Toronto now. I mean, they're, um, they're just so invested in it that it's like instead of making yeah. noise, they're just fully focused on the match. Yeah, totally. Like they're just like they want to see everything and they want to, you know. So basically yeah. just do better Toronto. I mean, we the rest of the country's been telling you this for years. <laughs> Realistically, I'm here to tell you like you're fine. You're fine. You have like the Danforth is great. <laughs> but maybe I don't know, don't think you're the center of you. <laughs> the last time I was in Toronto was when SummerSlam was there. I went for Takeover, so that, that's oh it. yeah. And I, I remember going to Sneaky Pete's. I think it was. Oh yeah, yeah. Before yeah. it be- became condo, so that's all I know from Toronto. There, there was a bar. I don't know if it's still there because I think I tried to look it up for somebody. Um, but there used to be a bar called Gorilla Monsoons. Okay. But yeah, but it wasn't, I remember it wasn't like a wrestling themed bar. It's just the name of the bar was Gorilla Monsoons. And I thought that was great. Yeah. I I wish it was a wrestling bar now, but. Yeah. I just, it popped me that it wasn't. Yeah. (laughs) Like clearly these guys are just marks and like really like Gorilla Monsoons. 
it's just a fine dining establishment called gorilla monsoons i mean wicked actually <laughs> done um uh uh i heard a well, a, a friend of mine mentioned that I should ask about Grindhouse and how that came to be, because I know you have a love <laughs> for Grindhouse, the movie and your former stable mates. Um, I bet you it was one of those former stable mates. It was <laughs> Grind homie. <laughs> we can chat after about where I found out this information. <laughs> what your sources were. <laughs> um. It was, it's funny. So Ashley Six, uh, I knew him from, I knew him from Ontario, actually, because we used to like, you know, we all used to wrestle um, in the, within the province and stuff. So it's the same here. Like, it's all the same people you see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was out here for a bit and we, we wrestled uh, on a show here called Glam Slam, uh, which is wrestling and burlesque combined. Mm-hmm. And it's absolutely incredible um it's one of my favorite places to wrestle because it's just like it's the silliness combined the silliness of professional wrestling anyway Mm -hmm. um so we did a death match but it was really funny because it was like it was all like instead of tacks i think we had like glitter (laughs) like brought out glitter and like just did like silly nonsense we did like there's a bar i like i put ash on the bar and then like did the uh, like yeah, just silly nonsense. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, and then afterwards, because like our aesthetics were so similar in the match, like that, like someone said, like you guys should be a tag team, and then it was literally like, huh. Um, so we started getting booked as a tag team. We had no name, mm-hmm. uh, yet, and then one of the companies we were working for was doing a tournament or something, and we needed we needed a tag name because they're like we're doing the the brackets or whatever yeah. i think i can't remember uh and i was like oh god okay and like we were trying to come up with a name just couldn't fit like couldn't figure it out uh and then the night before the show uh i was uh hanging out with this dude and we were watching the grindhouse movies mm-hmm. and i was like oh <laughs> okay uh so then yeah so then i went to the i was at the show and i was like uh grindhouse <laughs> like okay cool it, it is a solid name so yeah it's really good <laughs> i'm mm-hmm. pretty stoked <laughs> no i mean from the grindhouse movies which one is the better one in your mind planet terror okay really absolutely i went into it thinking i would love planet terror and I loved Death Proof so much more. I don't know what it was, but I don't know if it was the soundtrack or what, but I was like fully into it, even though it was like 40 minutes too long. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I I liked obviously like I like Death Proof. I think it's mm-hmm. great. Um, and it's actually it's cool because there's in my building, I don't know who it is, but someone has like the car. It's not the car, but it's like this ble- I was every time I I walk by it, I'm like like it's the it's like i'm not a car person like i don't wait if someone's like oh what kind of car do they drive i'd be like a blue one Mm -hmm. like i don't know cars i don't care but this car is beautiful Mm -hmm. um yeah like i like death proof great movie but yeah Mm -hmm. i just i love the ridiculousness of planet terror Mm -hmm. 
Like I just, I, I, we just recently, a friend of mine and I just recently saw Terrifier 2. Okay. And it's the same, like, it's so nonsensical that it's hilarious to me. But, you know, like, it's just so over the top that I'm like, no, this rules. Because <laughs> they had all, like, the, like, fake promos and stuff, like, Hobo with a shotgun and then um, Machete, I think it was. And I, I remember okay. Machete coming out and just, like, loving that movie. It was so good. Yeah. Oh, my God. I just recently rewatched it, too. And I was like, I forgot how good this movie, like, it's so, like, it's not, I can't even, it's the same with Terrifier too. Like, I can't even say, like, it's so bad. It's good. Like, it's good. Like, it's mm-hmm. a great movie. Like, I loved it. I wish it wasn't, like, as gory as it was. Because, mm-hmm. like, it would be more mainstream. But I think that's why it's awesome. Because it's not. Like, I only heard about Terrifier 2 just because, like, I was seeing people out west, like, throwing it up on Instagram that they were going to see it and stuff. And I'm like, okay, like, what is this all about? So... Yeah, I didn't hear good. anything about it here. Really? Yeah, I don't know what it was, but it was just, it seemed like every wrestler that I have, I was following on my Instagram was like going to see it in the past like two weeks. So yeah, very fair. Yeah. It's, there's a theater here in Vancouver that was showing it okay. and they had different, yeah, there was like specific different times because it's not a main, like it would not be at Cineplex. <laughs> this movie will not be shown at Cineplex or like. Lakewood. No, I can't remember. There's another one. Landmark. Landmark, yeah. You're, Landmark cinema. Jesus. You're you're not getting the reclining seats for this one. No, oh my god. There's no, no D box seats. This is uh... no. This is a sticky floor and it's gonna be musty. Hmm. Perfect. And people are gonna it was like going to a wrestling show though. Like that was the rad thing about it. See like, that's there was a cool like vibe. Yeah. yeah. Like everyone was like cheering the high spots and like boot like oh my gosh it was so much fun it was like going mm-hmm. to like rocky horror okay that's yeah. one thing like uh me and my fiance we watch every halloween well up until this past year it just didn't work out but we would go do uh for my job i'd have to do security in the evening on halloween just to make oh, sure yeah. people don't goof around and Very fair. We, would, we would sit in my car and just watch rocky horror picture show it just became our like routine so that rules yeah it was it's fun so now i you know oh, yeah. like to sing time warp randomly it's great <laughs> that's weird. that's the second actually i dropped rocky horror picture show in my i had class today at 8 30 <laughs> um but yeah i dropped rocky horror in my class now i can't remember why <laughs> um now i mean from your from when you started just to circle it back to wrestling now yeah sorry uh, wrestling. <laughs> from when you started to now i mean like you've I mean, even from before the pandemic to now, I mean, you must have noticed like some drastic changes in wrestling. Yeah. I mean, the, like when I started, um, they weren't like the mainstream company, um, you know, like the most predominant one wasn't hiring female wrestlers, Mm -hmm. you know, they were hiring models, which power to them, like, that was the time and like you know like to the like Tori Wilson's and Kelly Kelly's of the world like that's like wicked that you got to travel the world and like you know do the things that you've gotten to do like that's rad that's really really cool um I remember me being like 23 and dumb and whatever I remember I was uh bitching about it one time to 
uh, to Tracy Brooks. And I was like, oh, like, this is like, this is so shitty. Like I worked so hard and, blah, 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 and like whatever. And I was like shitting on these girls. And Tracy was like, hey, you can hate the system. But like, if at 23, if you didn't know anything about wrestling at all, and at 23 years old, like someone just came up to him and was like, here's a truckload of money and you get to travel the world and be famous and like do all these things. Like you're going to turn them down. Like you're going to say no, like, mm-hmm. no, like you can hate, like, yeah, like you can hate the system, but you can't hate the people that were given the opportunity. Yeah. I was like, you <sighs> <laughs> You know, and I was like, my 23-year-old brain was like, Ugh, I want to, you know, I want to yeah. be the f- Dean Malenko and, or whatever. <laughs> you know, like, I just, um, yeah, like, it was very, uh, like, it was frustrating at the time, but, like, I think it's because I didn't know any better. Like, it didn't, yeah. you know, you're a kid, you don't know shit, mm-hmm. you know? So now I'm like cool great like whoever gets an opportunity like fucking wicked mm-hmm. um and i think i think shimmer had a lot to do with you know kind of changing the narrative on that because it's like you know that was never uh like there were there were never pillow fights and <laughs> you know mud matches at yeah. brady bolt matches at shimmer like no one's wrestling in eggnog like mm-hmm it was very respectful and like, you know, you had, you had girls like Sarah Del Rey and Nikki rocks and cheerleader Melissa there. And like, like I dare you to tell Nikki rocks. She's going to wrestle in fucking whipped cream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's going to love that. She's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell her later that I dropped her on a podcast. <laughs> wrestling in whipped cream. She's gonna be like, girl, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, but like in all seriousness, though, like you know, like I think it, um, I think it just speaks to like, you know, kind of the the foundation that that those girls set up, and like and like you know, Dave Prezak, you know, mm-hmm. were, you know, running the company for so long, and like all the people, like you know, just every like just all encompassing, yeah, people that that were involved in Shimmer, like mm-hmm. I think, um you know like you said like that was a testament and like if you look at the roster like look at both rosters now and like all the girls you know not all but like you know the vast majority of the girls at least made one appearance Mm -hmm. you know and again and like that just that kind of speaks volumes of like not only um you know like the the caliber of talent that you know came through but like the the caliber of talent that like that females show in general, mm-hmm. you know, because like that's just one company. And like there's so many more girls out there, like maybe, you know, didn't get that kind of exposure. Or like maybe didn't get to shimmer, but like they're just, you know, they're just as good. So mm-hmm. it's it's just really like it's really positive to see that, you know it's it's being respected like because yeah. at any time like i talk about it like i'm never like i'm a female professional like i'm a professional wrestler yeah. like that's what i am mm-hmm. you know I, I think we are way past the point of even calling it women's wrestling it's wrestling 
And, Mm -hmm. you know, so you look now and at any given point, there are two incredibly talented wrestlers who just so happen to be female who can main event a card, whether it's out in BC or anywhere. And I think that is incredible for wrestling and something that everyone has worked so hard to get to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And like the, um, the main event at mania, like the cool, like that was really cool. That Mm -hmm. was a really cool, um, thing to, to, you know, see in our sort of our generation, you know, um, and like the all female Mm pay-per-view, like, I hope that wasn't just like a one-off, like, oh yeah, we're jumping on the bandwagon and then, you know, like never to be heard from again. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I hope, you know, that's something that they will continue to do. Um, and yeah, like you said, like, it's, it's not a question to have like a female main event anywhere anymore, you know, like, it's just, yeah. I was really surprised after, cause last year NWA did their all women's pay-per-view and this year, deciding not to. And I was really surprised because I thought that was something that they could really embrace when you don't have a company like WWE doing an annual one or, you know, AEW. So if they were to do something like that, like it would really, it's giving the chance for the wrestlers a spotlight that they might not normally get. And it'd be something that they can really like embrace. Yeah. And I mean, um, there's a company here uh, in Vancouver called Boom. Um <laughs> I hope I'm not like letting the cat out of the bag or whatever, but like, I'm pretty sure like they're planning to do an all female card at some point, you know, like it's been, you know, discussed, um, you know, in the, in the community and like um, with the, with the company and everything. And I think it's like, that's incredible for so many, like the fact that, you know, there is enough female talent to put on an entire show and like I know the caliber of talent in the West Coast, and like every match, regardless of booking, like mm-hmm. every match will be a banger. Mm-hmm. You know, like because like the girls out here work so hard, mm-hmm. and uh, like it's just it's so rad and it's so encouraging to see like you know where things are at like now. Um, and then too, that like, again, a company would entrust that and like an entirely female card will draw and, you know, do well. And like, it'll be, you know, like worth it in the long run. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think, uh, like I said, like there's enough female talent everywhere that any company really like Mm -hmm. realistically, like if you plan it and you like, you had the budget and and you wanted to do it correctly then you know like sky's the limit for you know for something like that like all you need is people willing to travel mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe visas <laughs> uh, visas would definitely help <laughs> definitely help it still surprises me when i find out that people like don't have a visa and i'm like but it's 2022 it seems important yeah those are expensive yeah, I guess so. Um, I'm a student. <laughs> <laughs> you had mentioned uh, coaching and being yeah. a trainer. Uh, yeah. What led you to getting into that? Um. So 
there was uh there were five of us um kind of like right around the start of the pandemic basically um because the the company here um you know that had been around here for a long long time um that kind of disintegrated mm -hmm. and folded um uh so there was nowhere for any of the kids to train uh you know moving forward like things kind of just yeah you know just dissipated like there was no plan you know at all so um nicole matthews uh artemis spencer tony baroni myself and uh billy suede all got together um and we're like okay like let's like let's take it on let's tackle it uh and yeah we set up uh lionsgate dojo Mm -hmm. um and i mean it's it's like it's so much fun i don't know i have <laughs> so, i geek out i geek out really hard because i have such a good time with it like i have uh i have a lot of fun um training people and like i try to uh like i try to help uh sort of like alleviate the stress of, like because a lot of times when you're training you're like oh like I'm never gonna have a match i'm never like i'm never gonna get this oh like mm -hmm. i can be like bro <laughs> i trained for a year and a month and i was still not given the go-ahead to take bookings like i just happened to be at a show and they saw us training in the ring and then the promoter was like yo do you want to work tonight and i said no and my other trainer said yeah Mm -hmm. and shouldn't have because then demore got mad but anyway <laughs> my point is i was nowhere near ready even after a year and a month of training mm -hmm. you know so everybody like it's not it's not an exact science and it's also not the matrix where like you get the thing plugged in the back of your head and then you wake up and you know kung fu. like yeah. it's not <laughs> you know it takes time so yeah. i like um yeah, like I like kind of being a part of um, like being a part of people's journeys and stuff. It's really fun. It's really mm -hmm. like fun to kind of help guide that a little bit or yeah. at least calm anxieties. <laughs> it, it it must be so easy to, for someone to get down on themselves, you know, with training. So to have that sort of like guidance being like, hey, it's OK, you know, like almost like a calming voice for them yeah and like the the really cool thing is like between all five of us like because all of us are like almost at well all five of us are over 15 years mm -hmm. in wrestling so it's really cool and like we've all trained under different people we all had completely different um you know training experiences and like we all have completely different strengths like within wrestling mm -hmm. so just very um fortunate that you know we have five like very um knowledgeable people that mm -hmm. you know like that the kids can kind of figure stuff out from and have like have feedback or um you know like to help like agent or whatever you know yeah. um but like yeah i kind of like sometimes i like think about it I'm like man we're so lucky <laughs> <laughs> I, i've got a couple more for you then i'll let you go enjoy your uh, no wednesday problem. evening um 
I noticed on your Instagram, you put Eminem enthusiast. Yeah. Now, okay. <laughs> what was you just the al- my like, favorite topic on planet Earth? What was so the album on. that got you into Eminem? Oh, um, well, my name is came out and I was like, who is this? Like, mm-hmm. this is wicked. Um, but it was the, like the solidification of my fandom. I actually literally just got that yesterday. Solid. That's a solid. tattoo. But it's it's flipped on it's flipped on Zoom. It's actually it's backwards. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. It's like purposely backwards. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like when I do that, it looks straight. But then yeah. um, but yeah, so that like the album that was like when it came out and I bought it, I like front to back like could not stop listening to it was uh Eminem show okay for sure yeah for sure I think I was 17 or 18 when that came out and it was like yeah it was like game changer I was like stand for life (laughs) (laughs) like absolute like he can do no wrong well yeah you know, <laughs> I, I'll give him credit. I'll like because I mean, some of his lyrics and stuff. Uh, you look back and they don't hold up, but he is someone just like uh, I, like Insane Clown Posse. They came out recently and yeah. said, "Hey, when we were younger, we were idiots. Mm-hmm. You know, we've grown and you know, like educated themselves and things like that." And it's one of those things where it's they've realized what they were saying wasn't right, and mm-hmm. you know, so that's not. I think you know what I'm saying. I'm just rambling now. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's it was funny, I guess. Like he, um, I mean, there's a lot that you could pick apart his lyrics for, mm-hmm. um, for sure. Um, but he said so, there was like some kind of like a mixtape that was released, and like he said something like really shitty about Rihanna and Chris Brown. I don't okay. even know like what the exact line was. Like it, it was like it was basically like yeah would have done it too or whatever you know and it's like dude like how many songs do you guys have together like that's rough mm-hmm. <laughs> like marshall <laughs> pump, pump your brakes pump the brakes <laughs> homie like that is america's sweetheart mm-hmm. like you're 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 treading a little dangerous my friend <laughs> um but then he like on uh, he just released an album, well, not just, but, like, he released an album, uh, and, like, he, act, like, in one of the songs, he, like, specifically apologized for, like, doing that. So I was like, huh, it, it, wow. He's, he's growing. It's some growth. <laughs> but I still listen to Cam, and, like, I'll bump yeah. Cam at the gym. Like, that's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like- I remember when Marshall Mathers LP came out and we were like driving out to the cabin and we just listened to that back and forth for like, you know, the entire drive. We're just loving it. But hey, what can I say? It's it's one of those things that like, it's really funny because like, I think a lot of times with stuff like that, especially like the, you know, like the Dave Chappelle stuff, like I think people have a hard time separating like the person from the art, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, yeah like you say things or like whatever but like he just says it but like if you look at like the person like the guy like raised his daughter and his brother and his ex-wife's kid all on his own and like you know like it's just there's like a lot of other stuff but mm-hmm. like people just want i don't know 
People just want the dirt, right? Yeah. Uh, I will say his like last two albums have definitely like, because he had, what was it? Recovery and Relapse. Relapse was first, then Recovery, I think. Yeah, and it was Relapse, would... Recovery, and then Revival. Yes, Revival was after. the one that I wasn't huge on, but... Yeah, Kamikaze was great. I liked Kamikaze. I thought it was solid. Yeah, yeah, I didn't... Yeah, Revival, like... <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'll... I don't ever, like, shit on anything, or you know what I mean? Like, I'll listen to something and be like, ah, not for me. Yeah. But, like, there's people out there that will just, like, universally, like, just dump on stuff i'm like i don't get that mm-hmm. <laughs> in not just like with eminem but i just mean like in general like if you don't like it you don't like it yeah. that's okay it, it <laughs> reminds me of like how like the people who hate wrestling most are wrestling fans right because they're just so critical <laughs> yeah they just shit on everything it's like why do you even watch it why do you buy a ticket then yeah Buy, go watch Avengers. <laughs> no, it'll be perfect because they made they had twenty seven tapes to do one punch. I was like, I get in the habit of sometimes I'll read like certain people's tweets and the responses, and like the people who just go after like Dave Meltzer about like <laughs> booking decisions, and it's like, who even cares? This is why this is wrestling. This is not like a real like you know. This isn't a real fight. This isn't UFC. This isn't stuff like that. This is wrestling. <laughs> there are literally no stakes to this. None. None. <laughs> None. Like zero. Like I let my favorite thing, like a couple, like a few different times, like I've had promoters be like, oh yeah. So like, it, like the run sheet's not up or whatever. I'll like mm. say, hey, like be saying hi. And they're like, oh, hey, we have you against like so-and-so tonight. I'm like, we we're going to put her over. I'm like, I'm getting paid though, right? Like, well, yeah, I'm like, cool. <laughs> like, does she make more? No, cool. Awesome. Let's I still do get this. to have fun with my friends. Cool. <laughs> it's fake fighting. Fake. Not real. Some people, it's tough for them to get that through. So, real, real me, damn it. <laughs> um, I like to ask everyone for a match recommendation. So one that you are a fan of. So one of your favorite matches that you think that the listener should go check out. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I would say um, go to the uh, Nation Extreme Wrestling's YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And watch, it was the very, very, very first match ever of Nation Extreme Wrestling. The Golden Boy, Travis Williams versus the Born Sinner, Judas Icarus. That was a solid Absolutely. Absolutely. I I marvel at those kids. (laughs) I really, like, genuinely. Like, there's a group of, of, you know, of kids here that I'm just like, Oh, I don't get it. <laughs> like I didn't get it. You know, like the the uh like Judy and, and Travis and then like uh Elliot Tyler and Liza Hall, uh Bambi Hall reloaded, like Jackie Lee and, and Sharif Morrow, like there's just uh Casey Ferreira is brand new just out of our uh just out of our dojo, but like man, it's uh, like we're just yeah. 
it's really amazing to see like next the next generation and i think like yeah travis and ick is a very solid representation of you know what that's going to look like out of out of you know civic northwest that was the first match i'd seen of either of them and i loved it and watching the most recent defy show and seeing both of them show up there i was so happy for them like just grinning (laughs) so yeah I, like I want to see nothing but the best for all of them, and like I watched uh, on Monday, I watched the State of Emergency versus Reloaded uh, Street ah, Fight man, match. Those kids too, oh. like yeah, like that was really well done. Like a lot of times, I I just cause I watched it. I was there on the night, but I I rewatched it when it went up on YouTube, and like a lot of times, um, uh, I like matches like that don't translate very well mm-hmm. to video you know like you, it's like one of those like oh you had to be there on the night um but i think they they structured it so well that you know like everything kind of came together and like they just did such a good job with it mm-hmm. yeah i i was lucky uh i was out in alberta this past summer and i got to see state of emergency face off against heavy metal and draco and I'm standing there watching and, you know, okay, match has gone 15 minutes. I'm like, oh, they're probably going to wrap it up soon. goes 20, 25, and then goes 30 minutes. And I'm like, how? And like, yeah. they gave it their all. It was such a fantastic match. Unreal. I don't have it in me to do 15. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would have to have a lot of coffee. <laughs> what, uh, what do you have for upcoming shows? If there's anything you want to promote? um so unfortunately right now uh so i've been shelled since october 1st i I, uh i separated my shoulder uh yeah it was really dumb (laughs) (laughs) it was my own fault uh and i think i hurt my ego more than i hurt myself (laughs) um yeah so the tentative uh tentative clearance date is december okay ish so hopefully uh december but um glam slam uh will be happening on november 19th mm-hmm. uh, and i'm uh, helping like produce that Perfect. uh but it's all like yeah it's all um you know local talent uh mm-hmm. artem spencer tony baroni uh nicole matthews Rayvon slasher um yeah there's a lot of really awesome local talent going to be on that one uh and then november 26th uh boom wrestling uh has another show um i will be in the building (laughs) (laughs) in a non-wrestling capacity (laughs) um but yeah hopefully hopefully december perfect um and if there's any social media if anything you'd like to plug here go ahead here's your chance uh so everybody go to uh at lionsgate dojo uh on instagram and i believe twitter i don't have twitter (laughs) actually okay no that's a lie and elliot tyler made fun of me really hard but i have a burner account (laughs) but the jump but the rib is like i don't have the app i just like i log in because i'm like i don't want to be a part of it yeah you know but i want to look so (laughs) i have like 
but I can't remember my login for my burner. <laughs> so it's just like lost to the ether. Mm. Um, but, but yeah, Lionsgate Dodo. Uh, and then if you would like to follow me, you can. Uh, cat Power underscore no underscore S. Because I get the Austin Powers treatment and mm. I have but one power. <laughs> Singular. Cat, thank you so much for joining me. This was great. Thanks. Thank you so much to Kat for joining me on the Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. Like I said uh, during the intro, I had an absolute blast talking to her, and I hope you enjoyed listening because it was a lot of fun bringing this one to you. So definitely uh, check out some of those upcoming shows out in BC, and uh, you know, shoot her a follow, shoot Lionsgate Dojo a follow, and uh, support some good local wrestling. Thank you to her. Thank you for checking out the podcast. I say it every time. I will always say it. I truly appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to me talk about wrestling. If it's your first time uh, listening, you can find me up on Twitter, at GrainmakerPod. Uh, That's where I'm most active. Up on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast. And up on all podcast streaming platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify. If I'm on one that uh, you listen to podcasts, but... uh, if you listen to podcasts and I'm not on the one you use, let me know and I'll get my podcast up there. And uh, I've got t-shirts available. They make a fantastic uh, Christmas gift, so I recommend buying one. Uh, 25 bucks a piece and I'll, I'll hook one up. If you're outside of Canada, go to whatamaneuver.net, search Grainmaker Wrestling Podcast, and grab one off there, and it's a, a better shipping deal, we'll say. So thanks again for checking out the podcast. Hope things are going well. We'll talk soon.